All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Yes, baseball is here, right? Thursday, opening day. We're going to do it. We're going to devote an hour at least to baseball futures, our dear friend Jen Piacenti is going to come on and school us. Virtual school is in session today, guys. I have news for you. She's going to school us. She knows everything about this stuff. We're going to go over playoff picks, uh, over-under team totals, rookie of the year, division winners, home run leaders, so much more. Uh, and then to cap it off, we're going to, towards the end of the hour, we're going to have one of my top two favorite Italian-American catchers of all time, Paul LaDuca is going to join us with his buddy, Caleb Keller. They are going to be embroiled in a competition we're going to tell you about. They're going to, they're also hosting a new podcast on this network called Card Wars. And I'm giving them $10,000 each to make money for me over 10 weeks. And then that money is going to disappear like that. We're not even going to need the 10 weeks, but no. Uh, but anyway, I, I hate to do this because we're in the middle. We have six basketball teams left. We're really concentrating on this tournament, this men's tournament. Brother Bry's all over the women's tournament. Two more games, I think, tonight. Yes, I think tonight. It's all both around eight, eight and a half, nine points on FanDuel. You can get Gonzaga over USC. You can get Michigan, the one seed, over UCLA. Real quick, guys. Parley Kid, out of those two, best bet. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I know you guys, you guys betting this anyway. What do you like out of those two? Then we'll get to baseball. Yeah, well. What's there not to like about the Zags? I don't care what the point total is. Well, we're riding the Zags all the way. We're riding them all the way, Sal. Most talented team in basketball. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against them. So all right. uh, I dare anybody to bet against them. Right I'm now. doing it. I'll take that there. Oh, I think okay. the brother, I think that zone slows them down. I think the point total for Gonzaga, you can go under a little. For for God's sakes, it's got to slow them down a little, right? And so if you have them at 81, I think you can go under there. Every team, as good as they are, they have a bump in the road along the way, at least spread-wise. And I think tonight is the night. Harry, uh, you want to comment on this or the UCLA game? I know Bri likes UCLA. Right, no, likes Sal, I'm with you on the Trojans. The Mobley brothers have been fantastic. But even more than that, Isaiah White has been fantastic for the Trojans, too. Knocking down three, stepping up his game. Uh, I like the points here. And uh, maybe USC a uh, little bit sprinkle on the money line. Maybe I'm sticking that, too. I, I get it. The Mobley brothers are not the best on the court when you got Suggs and you got Tim A in there. Right. But um, I just see a close game. I see a close brother, Bri. What do you like? You like uh, Michigan, I know. Yeah, I like Michigan. Yeah, that Gonzaga game is awfully tough. I keep going back and forth on that one. Um, but yeah, Michigan, I have minus six and a half. I, I said this uh, yesterday, my my extra points pick. Michigan has, I've gone against Michigan as a favorite a bunch of times, I feel like, in this situation, and it's just burned me. You know, they've had these great second halves recently. They're yep. just really efficient on offense. Like, even that Florida State game, it's like for a team that was so good defensively, it's like, they were getting any shot they wanted. Um, I do think, yeah, this is one of those games where I think Michigan just offensively pulls away. I uh, think so, too. Away, Double digits. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, UCLA, it's nice story. They, they have to hit their three at, at a crazy rate to yep. stay with Michigan, who I think is on a mission to, you know, uh, you know, 
to save the good name of the Big Ten a little bit. And the fact that they're down Isaiah Livers, everyone's call, uh, you know, counting them out. And they're like, no, 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 we're a one seed. Let's yeah, not they, forget it. They still have like, you know, nine guys that it doesn't matter who yeah. they put in. They're, uh, I feel like all those guys are very good. It's a nice uh, deep roster. You can get all these guys picks every single day for free on extrapoints.com. Harry had a nice little streak going. He had six consecutive days where there were tournament games. <laughs> he had one his bet. And oh my God, you could feel it. He was wearing a sweatshirt that showed all that cleavage. He was getting loud. His eyes were open in the videos. Wow. He's calling out people on Twitter for only having like two, 250 followers, which is hysterical. It's not like two, two zero. Not like, right, but it's not one or two. Like it's it's hundreds yeah. of followers. So I don't know what <laughs> I don't even get that in general. But uh, and then of course he, he lost yesterday. But uh, you're, you're and 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 Parley Kid rightfully points out if you had rolled all your uh, money over on Harry's picks yesterday, you would have zero, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right, what yeah. Harry Harry tweeted out yesterday saying yeah. if you've taken all my extra points uh, picks that yes. he's placed on the website. Uh, he, you would have made about uh, eighty four hundred dollars, but if you kept rolling them over, you just eventually lose, and now you're down to zero. You made no money. So right, uh, yeah. Harry was very feisty yesterday. Um, yeah, dropping the f bomb. Yeah. Basically broke oh. all of Furman's uh, Twitter rules. <laughs> yes. in uh, in one day, between retweeting himself and uh, dropping f bombs at people. Well, listen. Listen, I love uh, Todd. Look, but I like that, Harry. I got to be honest. With you, I did like it Harry, yesterday. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, was I think Harry you. deserved you're, to you're call right some there. people out. Yeah, I normally but, but don't he, like he when Harry calls lose. people out. I know, but he was can, definitely going to lose, Harry. Can you, I, you had, you had uh, Sal, you're right. When, I'm, yeah. when I get cocky, that's what happens. Good. I lose. But I, <laughs> but I do love Furman, but but who's yes. he to come up with the rules on, on Twitter? Give me a break. We sent you an article from like 2014. But yes, oh boy, his mentions were hilarious yesterday. Boy, he took on Arkansas. Actually let him off easy for, for yeah, he had a war with Coach Musselman. But I think that war is over now. Can I... Can Go I ahead, be, can I bash Harry a little bit here? Just Please. because, look, he did a great job with his extra point NCAA picks. No doubt. I mean, get six or seven in a row right. That's great. He should just say, I got six or seven in a row right. He shouldn't be saying, if you rolled over just my NCAA picks, it's 80 to one because he had NBA picks in between that were losers. Yeah, so I know. if somebody's going on the site and putting in their picks... Well, yeah, everyone they're get they well, would have lost on the listen, NBA, in, in, but he's, in, he's in saying, fairness and not bragging, Brian. I mean, we know I'm, I'm probably oh for my last fifteen in the NBA, right? But, <clears throat> and also to back up Brian's point, the two teams Harry's really been all over is Arkansas and Syracuse, right. and they both lost, right? right? right. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I listen. I'm not Syracuse gonna, against Houston. <laughs> I'm not going to knock them because. Parley Kid, he was trying to praise you a couple of weeks ago, and he said, if you've taken Parley Kid's picks, you would have won $4,000, and there was no explanation at all. So <laughs> at least this had some kind of basis of he, something. He kind of... Yeah. Well, if you, if you'd read, if you would read the Best Bet article on, uh, you know, our golf article on Best Bet Corner, you would know how it works. Oh, I, I, I beg to disagree. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if you ever know how it works. All right, listen, either way, let's uh, enough uh, about the winning. It's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yes, it is a bed ache. Bed aches is brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. All right, Harry. 
Mr. Uh, yeah. Thousands of Followers. What do you like? What is your betting? Lead us off, Harry. Well, over the last two days, besides um, aside from this, we're having six parlays paying $300 or more with one loser on them, which is just awfully brutal. I'm just going to slam NASCAR real quick again, because <laughs> yesterday they, you know, they, they're, I mean, just when you couldn't, you wouldn't think they'd be able to be more stupid. They got oh. more stupid yesterday oh. with racing on the mud. The day before it was canceled, supposed to be run on Sunday. So rained, canceled, pushed back to Monday. Yesterday, they're running in mud. There's mud flying all over the place. People can't, uh, drivers can't see. Windshield is covered in mud. And everything I read, everything I read, Larson, Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell are the right. two best drivers when it comes to driving on dirt. So that's what I went with in a parlay on a couple parlays. And they hit each other and wrecked and wrecked and were out. Well, at least Bell was out in the first 30 <laughs> laps. Larson mm. took two, two. Larson fell back two laps. So he was like in 30th the whole race. I mean, honestly, this is like the what, sixth race in NASCAR this year. This is the third time I've been done by lap 30. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to say a couple things to you. Number one, you don't have to bet everything. You really don't. No, you're right. There's so you're much right. going on. There's hockey. There's basketball. There's college football. But it was during the day on. on a Monday. Right. I know. And, and so <laughs> what, what are you trying to tell us? You read something. Everybody read the same thing. It was Bell and Larson. They were the only ones who could win this race. And they crashed. That's what's going to happen. Once every 20 races you bet, your guy is going to crash and he's going to be out. This reminds me, Parley Kid, of when we'd go to Vegas and Harry's ball would jump out of the roulette number and he would scream at the end. Now, he had no problem when the ball jumped back into his number and he'd win. But if it jumped out of the roulette number, he was like, oh, this is fixed. Screw roulette. It's stupid. There's mud all over the wheel. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, Harry. Well, it's funny that it's a dirt track. He's like, there's mud everywhere. Yeah, I know. Well, I, did, uh, Brian, I, did, I did ask Brian. If I did, Brian, I did ask you in the morning. You're going to jump on NASCAR. You said you're staying away. Everything well, I read said if you add rain to dirt, it becomes mud. And sure why, enough, why are we racing on mud? Why? Just why? It's a good I mean, question. Stupid. Please email us if you know the answer to that. Why are we racing on mud? All right, brother Bry, what's your betting? Uh, yeah. I mean, Harry's got a yeah. Harry's got a problem right now with all his bets. <laughs> I mean, so do I. But he he's got an even bigger one. Uh, so I'm gonna go with the the Bama game against UCLA on Sunday night, right? So I had. Bama, so Bama's down 11 at halftime. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'm going to jump on them minus seven second half. So they, they're a lot, you know, they can lose by up to four and I'm still in good shape with six seconds left. Jones uh, has a chance to take the lead or tie it uh, for Bama. He misses both free throws, right? Mm -hmm. So UCLA then comes down, hits two free throws, four seconds left to go up three. So the only way I am... Mm. potentially losing this game as if it goes into overtime. Uh, Bama hits that crazy three with 0. 0.4 seconds left to tie it. Yeah. Uh, or like Joe likes to say, it was a buzzer beater. Uh, yeah, Joe, what, what's so hard about figuring this? <laughs> what beats a buzzer? Like, do you get it now, Joel? What like a buzzer beater is? I didn't hear the buzzer. Yeah, I just <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't sure if it Joel's was like, up. is it a but? First of all, my buzzer beater bet is only for the first round of the tournament, which is traditionally the Thursday Friday game. So I don't. I don't even think there was anything close. I, I won that. But uh, secondly, the game didn't end. So how could it be a buzzer beater? <laughs> Thirdly, they added point four. I think on right. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, 
It's like five different ways. It's on a buzzer beater. Uh, I was laughing so hard. Boy, I'm, I'm wearing so off fun. on Joel. That was an answer I would say. <laughs> Listen, I'm, only betting, I'm only betting dirt track now. <laughs> Brian, wasn't right. Alabama like 11 uh, of 25 from the line too? Oh, uh, they were all for, from the line. Yeah. So then it goes into overtime and they just get blown out <clears> in the <throat> overtime. I lose. Uh, I actually That's forgot. I actually forgot for a second because I'd been betting so many of the games. I, I forgot. I just, that was the last bet I put in, and I forgot I actually lost on it until <laughs> I, I got into the overtime. I was like, right. oh, my God. I Maybe you have it. a problem when you forget that you lose bet, like big bets. Like, this <laughs> yes. is interesting. Yep. I mean, Mattress yeah. Mac is not forgetting. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he lost in Houston with the spread yesterday. Uh, all right, Parley Kid, you don't have much except that you keep dr- jumping back into the UFC, into the octagon. Yeah, I had a nice, uh, well, what I thought was a nice parlay with uh, O'Malley, Luque, and uh, Stipe mm. uh, the other day. Uh, and once again, foiled, uh, especially in the heavyweight bout, which I used to be pretty successful, but I'm probably like, oh, for my last 10 in picking these heavyweight contests. I can't get it right. Uh, <clears throat> I try to go with more of the wrestler, the more well-rounded fighter. Uh, and that was, I don't know, Angano kind of put on a clinic the uh, other night. He just wanted it more, right? He just went uh, out I there. I just feel like I, there's so, I think the fear of fighting him uh, and getting hit by him is uh, obviously very great. And yeah. uh, these guys just don't really go after him maybe the way they need to, and they, you know, they keep there. But he was, he really fought perfectly. Now, if that goes into the third or fourth round, maybe... He's winded. Uh, you know, they said at least in the first round, he was already breathing through his mouth. Yeah. So who knows what happens there? Maybe I got to stay away, but I just know that if this Jones and Gano fight is set up, mm-hmm. I'm going to go big time on Jones. I, again, I don't know why. Whatever reason, I really? just. Wow. I'll lose more tough. money. <sighs> there, but I, what, what, what do they say Jones what would be right now? That, so like, <laughs> they said like minus 140 well, for an Aganu. <laughs> I think I mean, is that like Joe? Is that I saw something even higher yesterday? I thought, really, for Angano? Nagano's yeah. last four fights has lasted about a minute. The guy <clears throat> kills everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's why he's going to be favored. But if you if you look at Jones's history, he doesn't ever lose unless he gets disqualified or will be. We, they got to set that fight up, right? Can you we know, get that fight? how great happen. would that be if if Nagano was just a little livelier in these uh, post fight pressers? Like, how, how great would that, right? Like, I, I, if we need like a. A Floyd Mayweather type talker, and then that would be one of the great fights of all time. He's right? Incredibly humble. Yeah. Well, that's the Boy. thing. He's he's such a good guy outside of the <clears> ring <throat> uh, that it yeah it makes it hard. But yeah, if he was like that, you can imagine how big of a star he really would be. Yeah. We have to get to baseball, but I do have a uh, bet. I don't normally uh, contribute. By the way, Paula Kid, I had over a round and a half at like minus <laughs> one thirty three, so I was a minute <laughs> oh. away. I thought I was I was lucky to get out of the first round. I'm like, how am I going to last? two and a half minutes in the second round. But I think it is because of what you said. Nagano maybe felt like he was getting winded. It's like, I got to finish it off earlier. So bad job by me. Not exactly a bad beat. Um, Also bad job by me hedging in this dumb golf. I have what? Scotty Scheffler, hometown kid in that Dell tournament, breezing through. It must have been Saturday morning. I took him at plus 650 to win the whole thing. Breezes his way to the final four. Uh, He goes up against Kuchar. He's up two or two up, whatever the hell you want to call it. I have a side bet with Bry as well on this. <clears throat> then he goes down one, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bet Kucha, right? So, of course, what happens? Kucha loses. Uh, Scheffler gets to the finals. I don't I don't hedge a second time with Horschel, and and uh, and Horschel wins the whole thing. Like, of course this happened. Like, why am I so stupid? 
Like, yeah, I don't know how you have, what's the proper way to hedge if you're down <laughs> one, one down? Like, I, I don't know what the, I, yeah. I should have let it go. I should have let it go until we got to the finals. Well, That's what the and, hell I should have done. And Scheffler was up one early, right? And he was so, up one. And Tarshall, too. In the finals. Yeah. 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 So stupid. Coach, right. you're such a scumbag. Yes. Let's end on that <laughs> note. All right. Jim Cunningham, play the music again. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. Yes, I mentioned bed aches brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. After tonight, Final Four will be set. There's still time. Pick a college basketball champion. You could always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors who are ready to cash out. Download the free PropSwap app to check out what bets are selling for. You can even buy bets during the game. Oh, so much fun. Use promo code ODDS when you make your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Busy week for prop swappers. Come join what all the hype is about. Prop swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, speaking of basketball, there's always one team that ruins your bracket. Actually, it's about 27 for me. But either way, this year, we're betting the tournament, FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Because on FanDuel, your first bet is risk-free. Doesn't matter if you're betting USC. Doesn't matter if you're betting UCLA. New users get up to $1,000 in site credit back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel has odds on all the action. Games day and night. Easy to use app. Multiple deposits and fast withdrawals. Always on promotions. And your next chance to win with FanDuel is only minutes away. If that's not enough. FanDuel wants to make you a millionaire. Yes, you. They're giving away a million dollars to one lucky better. New and existing users get an additional shot at the payout every day you bet the tourney. So if you want a shot at becoming a millionaire or a thousandaire or what Harry is, what a, like a hundredaire? I don't know. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just use promo code against all odds so that they know we sent you. That is FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code against all odds. All right. Let's focus on baseball. Opening day Thursday, very exciting. They're actually going to let fans watch this year. It's amazing. It's an amazing concept. Um, and how can we do this? How can we start without this lady? She did so well this past fantasy football season, co-hosting Waiver Wired with Jerry Ferrara. She's back to help us go over every single bet that you should be making this baseball season. She's the only opera singer with a master's in sabermetrics, Jen Piacenti. What's happening, Jen? Hey guys, what's going on? You know, I'm I'm getting excited. It's a dirty little secret about me that I love baseball. Well, I know I'm supposed to love football. I get it, but my my dirty secret is baseball. I think you love it more than more than football, right? Mm -hmm. Do you even want to say that? Does that Am I leverage, allowed to say that? I don't know. Does that leverage your worth in any field? I I feel like you like it. I feel like you like it more. I'll say that. You could you don't have to confirm. I might. I might. <laughs> and who do you root for, Jen? Who do you root for? That that's <laughs> okay. This, this is bad. <laughs> I root for the Houston Astros, so come at me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh. I know, I know. I, I well, <laughs> we're gonna get to our picks, and um, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. So you have Mets fans, you have Yankees fans here, you have Harry, who is was a Braves fan for many, many years. Uh, now I think is a Diamondbacks fan because he has uh, some players live in the area and he checks their garbage. Or is that just? <laughs> I, I don't know. What What are you, Harry? <laughs> that's just football. All right, he yeah. likes the snakes. Um, but Jen. Let me ask you, when you go over these props, when you go over the futures, 
do you tend because I did it for the, the whole last day and a half. I've been looking through this. I have mm -hmm. all my cards and everything. I'm a, I'm a maniac. I have my stupid flashcards <laughs> that I go uh, for every team. But um, are you looking more at the 2020 numbers or the 2019 numbers? Or are you combining mm -hmm. them? Because I, I had trouble. Look, like sometimes I would right. ignore the 2020 numbers, but except when it served me well, I was like, oh, yeah, this team is <laughs> yeah. making a move. So that's a really great question. For the most part, I'm throwing out the numbers from 2020 because mm. we saw a huge stud slump, right? Like Christian Yelich, J.D. Martinez, Jose Altuve. And we found there were a lot of reasons why. Well, obviously, COVID is a pain for everybody. There were games canceled. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't get a real spring training. But, you know, in addition to that, they just didn't get into the swing of it. And one thing people may or may not realize is they had eliminated in-game video. Well, they're bringing back in-game video. So that means hitters like J.D. Martinez, Christian Yelich, they can watch their video. They can go out and hit better within the game. And that's going to make a big difference. So there's a lot of value in these players that people are just looking at 2020 and be like, oh, who's that? Jose Altuve bet at 219. He sucks. But yeah. then if you actually like look at postseason and you look at 73 games, and then you put that on a 162 game scale. Actually, he was pretty amazing on pace for like 29 home runs, you know, 98 runs. So these are the things you have to look at. So for the most part, I'm looking at 2019 mm -hmm. for some projections. I'm doing like half and half. And what are you thinking about um, the games that are played on dirt, but then it rains and it becomes mud? Is there? A, no, I'm sorry. That's something. <laughs> yeah. That's something we went out over with Harry. It just matters what kind makes, of cleats they have tough. on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. these drivers yeah. should wear different cleats, Harry. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. All right, Jen, we got a lot to get to. Okay. First thing I want to do is um, I asked to pick your favorite team win total, over under win total, uh, best value. Right. Well, I guess this is a 50 50 proposition. So the yeah. value is only going to be it'll be minus 110, minus 120. Either way, what stands out? What jumps out at you for a win total? So there were three and I'm only supposed to pick one. Go ahead. So let's hear them all. Can I go all three? All right. I'm sure. going to go all three. All right. Number one, you guys are going to laugh at me for this. It's the Kansas City Royals at over 74 and a half wins. Wow. Um, they are sneaky good. Uh, they have power. If you look into that lineup, um, you have. Aldoberto Montesi now batting at the top, so he's going to get on. You have Whit Merrifield, you have Sal Perez, you have Andrew Benintendi there now, and you have Jorge Soler, who could easily lead the league in home runs. And then, secret weapon, you have Bobby Witt Jr. that they're going to call up, and he's been a beast. So I think they're going to sneak over that, you know, by three or four games. That's minus 110. Braves are at 91 and a half, and you're going to get a little value here. I'm actually going to take the under mm. at minus 122. Good. I think they're going to come in right around 91. It's going to mm. be, you know, skin of the teeth. But the Mets are darn good. Yeah. And uh, they are. You and hate the saying Marlins. it. I know you hate saying no. it, but I've, well, I've seen you've touted the Mets a number of times already. <laughs> they're going to yeah. be good. They're going to yeah. be good. Um, and, and, and I think the Marlins will be competitive too, more competitive than people realize. So, and then of course the Nationals. So I just think <laughs> the Braves are going to make it to the playoffs, but they may not do it with uh, 92 wins. Okay. So uh, that's interesting. What was I going to say about this? Yeah. Uh, now, Fandle, I should point out they're basing this on, well, not basing it, but they say you, uh, 159 games must be played. Isn't that right, mm -hmm. Bri? Did you yeah. see that on the, yeah. so there yep. must be some sites are going, they're saying percentage wins, uh, percentage of your games won. Fandle is playing at that. You have to play 159 games and, you know, with being able to make up double headers and everything, it, it seems likely that that will be the case. I am going, um, reds. See, I, I went opposite you, Jen. I, I took 2020 into consideration. I saw Moustakis and Castellanos. Those were big signings. Those guys underachieved. They obviously lost Trevor Bauer. 
Joey Votto was 37 years old. By the way, we do all these player props. This is wow. this is it, Bri, right? This is what we do. Like when the players reach 35, 36, we go all under their home run total. Mm. It usually works out. Castillo and Molly, they're good, uh, obviously. Sonny Gray mm. starts off injured. They swap, what, Rizal Iglesias for Sean Doolittle? They're basically a swap in that. Uh, and Doolittle is, is exactly right for the Reds because they almost – that was their only offseason move. They did nothing. I see them coming in around 78, 79 wins. I think that division is tough. I think the Cards win it. I'll, we'll talk about that. The Cubs are always in the mix. Pirates are awful, got awful. And the Brewers, I think, have the best one through five rotation. But I'm going Reds under 81 and a half. Talk me out of that. Under 81 and a half? You don't like that? I, oh, I like think it? they're definitely going under. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. good. Oh, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parley Kid, uh, what do you like? Well, Sal, Jen just mentioned some of the teams in this National League East. It's a pretty good division. Um, I like the Nationals over 84 and a half wins, Sal. Uh, mm -hmm. I think their rotation, as we know, with Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin, and now they've added Lester to the mix, and their lineup has really uh, been bolstered with the addition of Josh Bell, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, in addition to, you know, Turner, Soto. This is a team that is just uh, recently removed from a World Series championship. Mm -hmm. And I think this year they kind of bounced back. And we're looking at, eight, you know, what, an 87, 88 win team. I think 84 and a half is a little low here uh, for the Nationals. All right. I'll be rooting against that because it's competing to get <laughs> awfully close with my Mets uh, over under there. All right, Harry, what do you like? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take up. Uh the Cardinals over 86 at minus 122. Uh, Arenado didn't have a great season last year, but new start, new team. Uh, we know what he can put up uh, numbers wise. Goldschmidt, too. That's a heck of a one two combo. Um, the Cubs are down this season. Uh, they get 19 w games against Pittsburgh, who, uh, like you said, is awful. Their over under is 58 and a half wins. So I'll take the cards at over 86, who are also the favorite to win the division. So at minus 122, I don't think that's too bad. Yeah, Jen, when, I mean, Harry mentioned the Pirates, and they're expected to lose 103 games. Is there over under 58 and a half or something? That's right. Somewhere, somewhere around 50, 57 and a half, I think. Jesus, Whoa. Lord. What do you, what, that, that is something to consider. So what is, if you're a central team, you, you want to go 15 and four against them, and you, get, you all of a sudden have a nice uh, little cushion there on your win total if you're going over, right? Yeah, and, and they are supposed to stink, but I have to warn you, they have been one of the hottest teams in spring training, so it could just be a fluke, but uh, mm. they're looking sneaky like they might oh, sneak up a little you. better. Oh, look at you. You're discounting 2020, <laughs> but you're all about the spring training. All right. No, I'm with you. All right, Brother Bry, what do you like? Uh, well, I'm glad Jen is here because she's so up to date on everything, especially like injuries. Like I had to quickly look up, you know, March Madness happening. I was like, oh, shit, I got to I got to check just to make sure over the last few days uh, there's been no injuries happening. But uh, I, I'm curious if Jen likes this one or not. Um, I do like the White Sox over 90 and a half at plus 100. I know this line has obviously come down a little bit since the Jimenez uh, injury, uh, but I still think their lineup is stacked with guys like Anderson, Grandal, Abreu, Roberts, especially should have a huge monster year this year. Last year in 2020, they they started off and ended. They started off the season, I think they were 10 and 11, and then they went on a 24 and seven run. So I think they have that in them. They have one of the best rotations, well, probably the best rotation in, in the central with Giolito, Lynn, Keuchel, 
Um, and then they still have some prospects uh, to fill in the gaps w- where they need in the in the pitching rotation. So I know it might be stupid with Jimenez's injury. I, you might get a little bit of value because the number has come down here, but I w- I'm definitely curious what Jen seems to think with that injury because it's. I'm seems- not curious. Let's let's just move on. No, 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 no. No, I'm curious. No, but there there is something to that. I should mention, like, a lot of the value is sucked out of these over-under line totals. These over-under line totals have been around for, like, a month. And so some of these are, like, four games different than they were when they came out in uh, early March or late February. But as Brother Bry brings up, a big injury like this could sway it a little bit and bring some value back into it. What do you think of the White Sox pick? I think it'll actually sway it a lot. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be an under. Um, Yeah, but I love the White Sox. I mean, they were top five in RBI, top five in everything last year. They were fantastic. But I think the loss of Eloy is bigger than people realize. He pretty much was a star. And Jose Abreu had an MVP season last year, and he's really, really good. But he's also really, really old. And Mm. I don't know. He's not going to repeat that MVP level. So, yeah, they have uh, Andrew Vaughn coming up. They have a lot of exciting things going on. But again, I think they'll probably win the division, but that one's a lot tighter now to me between the twins and the white Sox, And I think there's value there for the twins now. Mm. All right. Well, we appreciate your honesty. Let's but, move. Uh, by the <laughs> way, I, I have Jimenez in that pool that we're doing. So oh, that's, you do? That's, that's, yes, uh, we should. Uh, we should have brought out all our uh, baseball picks. We did this draft. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest. We did a futures draft and uh, we picked like, so anything that happened from March until July. So on the baseball end, you could take players to have the most home runs by the all-star break or team to have the best record by the all-star break or to be leading the division. Right. Um, yeah. So, so wait, Brian, you have, you had Jimenez for, uh, I think I have Jimenez. I think I have Jimenez Suarez for home runs or do we have a good pick? Yeah. I have Luke Voigt as well for uh. the, to lead to be the home run leader at the all-star break. So that's a loser. <laughs> that's going to be fun. All right. We'll get into the individual uh, stuff. Uh, a little bit. Jen, are you proud of, uh, and it, you have, wait, you have something that went down already too, don't you? Uh, yeah. No? I, I, well, yeah. LeBron James MVP. Oh, right. Okay. There was nothing baseball <laughs> though. Yeah. No, no, we, we're still alive on that. I have that in real life. LeBron's yeah. going to come back. You're going to see, we'll have like five 40 point games in, uh, in three weeks. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, division pick, you know, similar to over-under wins. You've heard it. I'm going to go, Jen. I'm going to go Cardinals to win the Central. You get that at even odds. They're always around in September. I mean, last season, they had two weeks with no games because of COVID, and they fought all the way back for a winning record. And obviously, the big addition is Nolan Arenado, eight-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, wanted out of Colorado. Colorado wanted nothing to do with him. They paid him $51 million dollars. I think they paid his 2021 salary, right? They paid $51 million to get rid of him. They have four hot prospects in the top 50. Um, two big questions. Tyler O'Neill, mm-hmm. can he hit 30 or more home runs? People are mm-hmm. saying that. John Grant coming in from the bullpen. Some think he can get 15 wins. If one or two of those things happen, I think they win this uh, central division going away. It's always competitive, but I think the Reds fall off a little. Cubs are okay. Brewers decent. Pirates abysmal. I'm going with... Uh, Brother Bias theory that maybe they could go 16 and three against the Pirates. Um, what do you think of the Cardinals, Jen? Yeah, that's who I would take there as well. Uh, in fact, I did take him in our props and futures at leading at uh, mm. the All Star break. So, yeah, I agree. Oh, right. um, and my second favorite in that division would be the Brewers. And I think there's some value there too at plus 310. Brian, you have any color to add to the Cardinals? I know you like them for today. Yeah, no, I like the Cardinals too. It's it's funny. They always just seem to exceed expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Even even yeah. in their down years. So if you look, they've been over uh they've been over 500 for 20 of the last 21 seasons, Jeez. which is 
which is crazy, right? Even in their down years. And again, the Arenado upgrade is a huge addition regardless, you know, even though his numbers will probably be significantly down. I think just offensively, defensively, they, I mean, they need to somebody to produce runs in there. You mm-hmm. know, their rotation's going to be okay. The bullpen should be good. I just, I just think it's going to be a weak division so they could win this, you know, they could win this division getting 87, 88 wins. Nice. Jen, what's your uh, division pick? My division pick, uh, and this is not a homer pick, I just want to say, is actually the Astros (laughs) because the value is plus 130 and they're clearly the best team. Um, Mm. So I just feel like that's the best value you can get. Everything else, you're not going to get the value for. So there's going to be a lot of value throughout this year on the Astros because people have a lot of prejudice against them because Mm -hmm. of the scandal. They believe they can't do it. They finished under 500 last year. But then if you watch them in the postseason, they were one game shy of the World Series again. So I think there's a lot of value there. And this is one place you're going to find it. Yeah. Um, So AL West, Astros plus 130. Do you think their punishment was fair for cheating the game? I mean, I don't even think they should play a game until 2025 or something. I mean, do you really think they were the only ones that cheated? Let's be uh, real. They were scapegoats. They were the dumbest on. ones to get caught. Come it's on. always a thing. But but we go, we're all over Tom Brady, right? When they cheat. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Uh all right, Parley Kid, what are you going with? Well, I there might be a reason why Altuve did hit to uh 19 last year, Maybe. right? I mean, we could say that. I think that's yeah. uh the reason, you know, I I don't, I'm going the opposite here in that division. I do think it's a rather weak division, but I there's something telling me it's the Angels' turn in that division. Wow. At plus 300, Sal, I think they're really good value. Very good middle of the uh, lineup with Otani, uh, Trout, Rendon. It's a pretty devastating threesome in the middle. Uh, I think, and Jen might know this a little bit better than me, I think they might be starting the season with a six-man rotation. At this time, that's the word. But Bundy, Quintana, uh, Heaney's okay. Cobb is okay. Uh, and Otani can be great. He can be great. I don't know if we're going to see that yet uh, on the mound. But I, you know what? Joe Madden, we know he's a great manager, right? I think he's going to get a lot out of this team in a full mm. season at plus 300. Look, it might. It's, it's Come on, Trout. I know you're an MVP player. It's time. Now for the rest of that team, just I feel so bad. The only guy who worries me is Pujols. It's it, why are they why is he still on this team? Yeah. Let's get some youth in there. <laughs> but uh, Trout, MVP candidate, probably again, probably wins it again. But I think this time he is going to deserve it because the Angels shock the West and they win it. Jim, what about that? The six man rotation, specifically for the Angels, and in general, I think it could be smart with more teams employ the six man rotation. To bet some of these again, Bry, these you know these pitchers over under wins individually, maybe go under on some of them. Injuries plus the six man rotation could cost them a start or two uh, or four along the way. What do you think, Jen? I think you're going to find that a lot. You're already yeah. seeing the Miami Marlins are going to a four man rotation because of the way their schedule falls, so they were able to option Sixto Sanchez right mm. and bring him back up and put less mileage on his arm. And what we saw, what we're worried about this year, and what I'm worried about, and why I'm taking my pitchers late in drafts, and I'm not doing this whole pocket aces thing. Everyone's trying to make a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. People don't. It's do not it. real. Oh. Um, <laughs> is they didn't have time to build up their arms. We're going to see more injuries. We just are this year and we're not going to see a lot of workhorse guys. We'll still see, have some good Dallas Keuchel's and Zach Grinkies that just have, you know, experience and they're fine, but I think we're going to see more injuries and I don't think it's wise to do a lot of betting on pitchers this year. Mm. 
Okay. Unless you bet under. Uh, on Harry, yeah. under yeah. complete games, Harry. Under right. complete games. <laughs> oh, my God. Hit it big last year, baby. Hit it big last year. So these guys, uh, Jen, to, uh, to bring you up to speed, they bet that the, the top pitcher, the pitcher to have the most complete games would be under what, two? One and it a half. It was one and a half. Right. One and a half last year. Last year. Right. Last year. Half. So it was one and a half. So under two. So if anyone had last two. Last year in a 60 game season? Yeah. So what happens <laughs> and those is. those seven they, inning games too. There were seven count. inning games. There were innings. Uh, there was games called. There was so much going on for these guys to win. And they officially won the bet, right? Because everyone. I mean, there were guys who had. Two, first of all, two pitchers had a complete game in opening day. So brother Brian and I were laughing like, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> they were five good. inning complete games. It range short. Cole, those, Cole versus, those Cole versus Scherzer in game one. But so yeah. they're right. They count five inning complete games, but they didn't count the seven inning game. Uh, exactly. I mean, right. they, they, they count as complete games, but I think in the betting world, they weren't. They weren't counting yeah, seven they, inning right. games. The betting world showed pity on Harley Kidd. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Sometimes the betting yeah. world is good. Yeah. Well, what All would right. it be this year, though? We got to find that. That would be an interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know that Fandle has it up, but I mean, if you I extrapolate I it, see it, what what would it be? It would be like four or five. So you would you would go under that number, Jen? Right? It it couldn't be more than. Uh, maybe it would be five or six. I would six, take right? the under on yeah. anything involving complete games. Whatever they have, I would take the under. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, Harry, what's your uh, division pick? I'm gonna go uh, National League East. Uh, Not so fast, Sal. Not so fast, New York. <laughs> We're going Braves at plus 140. You're getting plus 140 with the Braves. They've won it three years in a row. Uh, their uh, lowest winning percentage over that three years total is 556. You got Acuna and Ozuna in the outfield. And I expect big things out of shortstop Dansby Swanson. I think he's going to have a huge offensive season. Braves at plus 140 for the National League East. Now, Jen, you hate the Mets, but you're, you wouldn't bet anyone in the East except the Mets, right? Um, I actually wrote down the Braves <laughs> on my list here uh, for teams to stay away from, right? Because oh, no, I, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I mean, that division is going to be good. They're both going to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. But I think the Braves will win and the Mets will get in wild card. All right. Well, speaking of making it to the playoffs, uh, let's start that off parlay kid. Cause you have the Mets not to make the playoffs. <laughs> so we'll go right to well, you. The Mets to not make the playoffs is plus two forty five. Right. I get that there's value in that, and you're going to root against them anyway, so good luck to you. That's exactly it. So I'm not really trying to troll you. I know you're a <laughs> diehard fan here. Um, but, so you know as a Met fan, yeah. when was the last time the Mets lived up to their expectations? Seriously. No. When uh, was the last time? It's been... I feel like they always it, do. I don't know. Darren, on tax or on the field. 2015, oh, right? On, yeah. I guess 2015. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah, look, we know, yeah. we, we know that I always feel like the Mets, when there's a little bit more pressure on them, they seem to underperform. And in years maybe where there's a little less, they, they play better. I just feel that's the way I feel about it. Look, we know DeGrom is great, Sal. I love him. I think he's the best pitcher in baseball, I'll say ahead of Garrett Cole even. Uh, I think their bullpen is still very suspect uh, for mm. the Mets. I know it's been a a bone of uh, a contention for you uh, sure. over the last few seasons. I'm not sure how much they've really upgraded it. I think they're hoping that some guys just improve. Mm. I don't know if that's really going to happen. Um, uh, Alonzo, Conforto, good young players. Are they great? Uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that yet, Sal. All right. I'm not so sure. If we look at last year's stats, you know, Alonzo struggled last year. 
Yeah. Uh, Conforto bats third, but he's really like a 260 hitter. Um, so I don't know if this lineup is great as it is. And like I said, I think there's just a world of pressure on the Mets this year. And I think the Braves and Nationals are pretty good. And don't discount the Phillies with Joe Girardi. Uh, well, I think they're going to be decent as well, <laughs> too. Right. I, well, look, he's he's going to get a lot of that team, Harry. You know it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, look, Sal, this, uh, plus 245. Mets don't make the plus. Let's root for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's root for it. <laughs> I honestly think a lot of it has to do with what they get out of Syndergaard. Like, what would... Well, what do the Mets have to get, Jen, out of Syndergaard to uh, maybe nothing by then, by the time he re returns, but I don't know, a few wins uh, I'm looking at, and I think the team is looking at it as a bonus. They'll be fine. I mean, I, I actually really think the Mets are going to be great. I do. Um, the biggest loss is losing Carlos Carrasco. Right. That's the thing that that's the thing that knocked them down for me. Um, but yeah, Syndergaard is going to come back probably the soonest of the three Tommy John guys. I have him stashed in leagues already on my DL. I drafted him, put him on my DL because I think he's going to be a secret weapon halfway through. And I think he's going to lock it up for them. Nice. He's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Met hater. Just I've been going for 30, 35 years. I've been going at it with Parley Kid about this. All right. Uh, Jim, what's uh, you didn't give your pick yet, right? For the playoffs? Yes, I you gave. Did? Oh, for playoffs. No, I didn't. Okay, playoffs. Um, for value, again, Astros minus 128. That's an easy one. They'll make the playoffs, whether it's wild card or not. Stop. And I kind of like the Brewers at plus 140. Mm. I think they could wild card as well. Uh, again, that, that NL Central division is kind of eh. I mean, the cards always do win, but it's because every year there's just not a lot of competition. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Cubs don't look good. Uh, the rest of the division doesn't look that good. And I think the Brewers could sneak in there. Yelich is going to have a bounce back here. He's already hot in spring. Yeah. So they got Colton Wong now. They've got Brandon Woodruff. They actually have an ace. They have the best closer in the game. So, or at least the most potential. So there's a lot there. If it all clicks, they're, they're going to be a threat. What's the number on that? You say plus 140? Plus 140. I think every team in that division made the playoffs last year, right? Except for the Pirates. Uh, no. Right? <laughs> No, isn't so. that right? Did the, they? I mean, at least the play-in game. Did I read that wrong? Um, I'm trying to think. The Reds lost to the Braves. The Reds. Reds lost to the Braves. The Brewers definitely were in. They the were in. The, the Cardinals were in. made it. The Cardinals it. were in, and so were the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think every yeah, team except right. the Pirates. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, they're all around, like two games over 500, but uh, they all made it. All right, uh, Brother Bry, again, you're uh, eating away at me and and uh, shorting the Mets in the end of this. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's tough. I'm gonna go the national. I was the nationals at plus one sixty. So I was trying to find some value. Like, was I was looking for any of the teams for plus money, right? I I think Jen with the, with the Astros is good at minus one twenty, but not a lot of teams at plus money. Uh, right. The Bre mm -hmm. yeah, the Brewers definitely have some value here, but like the Nationals at plus one sixty were the one team where I found a scenario where they could make the playoffs. Other than you know, it was hard to. I mean, I was just Xing off all the other teams as I was going through it, but it's going to be hard to upend the Braves and the Phillies. But again, like Parley Kid said, it's, it's, I, I think the Mets are going to be good, but I don't know if I would necessarily trust the Mets. Uh, the Nationals lineup is sneaky good. It has a lot of power in it. Like, like Parley Kid was saying, I do like the addition of Bell batting behind Soto. Uh, the question is just going to remain is the starting rotation healthy? If they are healthy, I think they, have a good shot at getting back to the playoffs. So I thought at plus 160, this this was one of the few teams that you could get some value on. Yeah. All right. Harry, uh, you're going uh, AL East here. I have an AL East pick as well. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. This team is going to be fun to watch. I think their games mm. are going to be like 7-5 uh, to five all year. They're going to win oh. game 7-5. They're going to win game 6-4. Tons of offense here. Big offseason move, grabbing George Springer. Uh, <laughs> last four years in the playoffs, this guy. Crazy, crazy numbers. Last four years, playoffs, 18 home runs, 35 RBIs. Uh, you got Bo Bichette, who's a 300 hitter. <laughs> Vlad Guerrero, it's dropped like 40 pounds, I guess. He says he's in great Everyone says he's in great shape. They're really stacked offensively. And they got my guy, Robbie Ray. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> listen, had to mention. Listen, oh, he's going to baffle AL hitters with that crazy uh, breaking stuff of his. He's going to be a solid. <laughs> he's going to give you solid six innings every time out. He's going to get plenty of strikeouts. Toronto's going to be, like I said, a fun team to watch this year in this the AL East. Is, Minus is... 110 for the playoffs. <laughs> Jen, you broke into hysterics there when he mentioned Robbie <laughs> yeah, Ray. Yeah, Robbie <laughs> Ray. God love him. Like, we want to believe in him every year. He's got. He does. He has crazy <laughs> well, strikeout possibility. He also, like, crazy. hands you every home run you want and uh he already <laughs> and jen jen he has a little bit he has a, a little harry, bit of control do you know he has a boo-boo yeah uh, harry it's a, his elbow harry walks the time he walks as many guys as he strikes out he's got to have a little bit of control what's his over under for era harry i mean in the al east it's four and a half right in the al east it's like four and a half it's could you could see his era being like five but i can see him doing good because he has a lot of these guys haven't faced him and that stuff they will they will chase he's gonna be pitching in camden yards and yankee stadium and 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 dunedin the beginning of the season so like like I said seven to five every night. I love that. Can we bet how many seven to five finals the Blue Jays will uh, play in this year? Over under uh, 11 and a half, maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, Harry, you did it again. And boy, Harry, why are you bringing up George Springer's yeah, he's a cheater, numbers? You know? Yeah, but he's bringing up his boys. <laughs> he's, he's a, a cheater. Well, say, I'm saying we, we said favorite for our team for the playoffs. So playoff stats, if they get to the playoffs, look at what no, that has nothing to do with the bet you're making, which is that they will make the playoffs or not. Right. Minus one ten, take the Blue Jays. All right, I'm a little confused. <laughs> Jenny, you all right? I mean, I'm okay with that, but uh, I have, I have to say my my concern with those Jays is they're pitching. They don't yeah. they don't have any. Um, their their offense is great, but you know, with all these teams making the playoffs, they lost it, their closer. Yes, yeah, yeah. That doesn't help yep. usually. That's well, why we, we need a Jen here to just fill us in on these little right. These you don't think Robbie Ray here. could also be their closer? Come on, <laughs> yeah, he could close it. <laughs> guy does it all um, for the Yankees. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Ray, you can bet the no. You can bet teams to not make the playoffs. This is a little gutsy, I would say. I'm going the Rays, AL champions. No, minus one thirty-four. They overachieve with how much what their payroll is. Right? They they never spend money, and they kind of get lucky. And I think that luck runs out. No Blake Snell. No Charlie Morton. They added Archer and uh, Michael yep. Walker and Rich Hill. Uh, they have three star caliber hitters, right? Brandon Lowe, Austin Meadows, Randy Arizarena, until top prospect Wander Franco shows up, right? I mean, if that guy lights it up, this bet is probably dead, but they're expected to have 86 wins. If they get that, it might not even be enough to make the playoffs. Lots of wild card contenders in the AL, lots of playoff teams too. So I'm taking a yeah. chance going against the AL champs. But what do you expect the Rays to do, Jen? Um, I expect them to be competitive as they always are, but mm. I think it's the Yankees. Oh, yeah, I know. God, <laughs> we have to we have to settle on the Yankees every single year. All right, let's go to our uh, let's go to the individuals. Um, I like Trey Turner for hits. 
I really do. Uh, mm. You know, he was 11 to one odds. He led in hits last year. I know Jen doesn't count 2020, but they did play. He had 78 hits. He's always between 160 and 180. Uh, may have Victor Robles leading off, which takes away a few at bats, but puts him closer to Soto and Bell in the lineup. So they'll protect those guys. Maybe we'll see better pitches. His strikeout percentage went from 20 to 14 last year. He's always in the mix for top tops and hits. 11 to one, Trey Turner. Jen, is that outrageous or is he? Uh, it's not outrageous. Ballpark? Okay, I wouldn't do it, but it's not outrageous. It, it could happen. Okay, who do you? Uh, what do you like for um, some of these specialty bets? Um, so for specialty bets, I mean, you know, I, I love all of them. I'm gonna go Freddie Freeman for leading the league in RBI with at plus twenty four hundred. Mm. Wow, it's good. That that Atlanta lineup is stacked. Acuna, yeah. Albies, you know, and, and Freddie Freeman. He's just a, a career great hitter. He makes contact and he's just in the position to get the RBI. He's just, that's the point he is in the lineup and he's got yeah. the right guys in front of him. So Dan wants all of this. So I'm going Freddie Freeman because it's, it's good value plus 2,400. And NL MVP, right? Am I crazy? Mm -hmm. 24 to NL one MVP. for the MVP is pretty, pretty high mm -hmm. for RBIs. Um, all right, Parley Kid, uh, tell us what you like in uh, some of these special. Yeah, I'm going to something similar uh, to what Jen is doing here. And I know she called him old before at uh, 34 years of age. <laughs> for Jen, that's old. For for us, that's, yes, that's, that's right. not very old. <laughs> um, is Jose Obreu uh, with the uh, 20 to 1 to lead the uh, majors in RBIs? He's done it in the last two seasons uh, 60 and 60 games last year, 123 the year before. He's had over 100 every single season except for one, and it was the one that he didn't play in more than 150 games. He pretty much plays 150-plus games every year. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in a loaded lineup, kind of the way uh, Jen just said about uh, Freddie Freeman being in a loaded lineup. Uh, I think Abreu at 20-1 to 1 is an outstanding uh, pick right here. Better than all my other picks so far. I'll pray you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because I, you, get, you get one. The guys led the league two years in a row. Yeah. And the lineup, this the White Sox lineup continues to get better. And he always is in the lineup. He's always playing. Right. Well, so, that was a big injury, think, but yeah, they'll. So that that's the knock on this bet, right? Can can they make up for uh for, for what they're for their injured? Uh, I mean, it is still a good lineup, and they're going to win the division and all that stuff. What do you think, Jim? Maybe we take a bunch of twenty to one, twenty to four to ones. Take like four or five and lean on them and hope that one of them hits, right? So what I would do, I mean, you can still bet Mike Trout here too. I mean, any of these, you're going to get fair, fairly good yes. value on. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, Brother Bry, what are you liking? Yeah, it's funny. I really like those RBI totals. You definitely, I think you get the most value probably out of the player props doing the RBI. So I, I, I do even, I, I do like Darren's just because, again, even with the Jimenez injury, I think mm -hmm. he's going to yeah. be the one it benefits from it getting more RBIs. Um, and I do really like Jens. That was one I had marked down with Freeman as well. But I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go with the pitchers here. I know Jen doesn't like pitchers either this year. Uh but just in terms of uh most regular season strikeouts, I was looking at Cole at five to one. I, I think there's I feel like every year it's for for the strikeouts it boils down to three or four guys, right? It's gonna be Bieber, it's gonna be Cole, it's gonna be DeGrom. Um, those three. So I like Cole at five to one. I do like Bieber. I, I, you can't go wrong with Bieber at seven to one. That's probably really the best value. But I just wonder if there was an advantage for Bieber last year, just solely pitching against 
uh, the central. I, 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 I think that was just a benefit. I mean, a lot of those teams, you know, just strike out a ton. If you look at Cole's numbers, they were down last year, but he was still on pace for like 260 strikeouts. He's probably going to be somewhere in the range of 250 to 270. I just think durability wise at the end of the year, he's going to be there top three. So I think at five to one, I, I like those. And then plus they have some good odds too. I just saw with, uh, the most wins for pitchers too, as well. And I think Cole is like 11 to one for that as well. Oh, wow. All right, Brian, I'm going to, I'm going to go against you. I'm going Lucas Giolito. K's plus nine fifty for the white Sox. He's going to be their, you know, opening day starter fourth in strikeouts in 2020. Most spring training K's with 30 good relationship with Yasmani Grandal has done a lot of interviews talking about his relationship with Grandal. That's his catcher. Like, uh, I don't know. Rondell is also problems? a great pitch framer, so he's going to get extra strikeouts. There you go. <laughs> well, you buy me a few strikeouts there. He seems he claims to have mastered his slider. What's better than that? He had a no-hitter in August. And Jen, Santa Monica kid, Harvard-Westlake snob. So maybe he steps up. I like him plus 950. Lucas Giolito, most strikeouts. Harry, did we get to you? No, not yet here. I'm going right. uh, to go with a guy here who Jen mentioned earlier, uh, excuse the pun, but I think at minus 200, this is a steal oh, in no. stolen base leaders. I'm going to take Adalberto Mondesi of the Royals at minus 200. I gave him out on last year, and he won it. Um, he won easily last year by eight, had 24 and 59 games. In the last three years combined, he's got 99 at minus 200. I know you got to lay the price here, but I think it should be even higher than that. I think that's a great price for stolen base leader. So is there any futures bet for players that's minus that like this? I don't think we've seen a minus 200. Is is, is, are we, is that worth it, Jen? I mean, obviously you get. I you, mean, you barring injury, hurt. he's yeah. running away with this. <laughs> really? You did and it Jen, too. You yeah. mentioned the team is a lot better <laughs> offensively too. So he gets on they base, are. leads off. You know, they're going to have to pitch around uh, these, these pitchers and he's going to be taken off. Can he steal yeah. on Robbie Ray? That's the question. <laughs> that's, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, that's a good one. I'm trying to think if there's any more. Yeah, we had what what were our futures? So you guys, Darren, you have uh Voight for home runs in the in the uh, futures draft? I had Voight for yeah, for the first that was the, first lead, half, home run right. leader at the all-star break. That's no what less, we do. So right. Exactly. Yeah, so Jen, any others uh jump out at you for uh, um, some of these kind of NL Rookie of the Year, I might go ahead, or sorry, AL Rookie of the Year, I might go ahead and bet on uh, Andrew Vaughn now that we know that Jimenez is out because he's just going to have the opportunity to mm -hmm. prove it. So I think that's a pretty good one at plus 700. Uh, for NL Rookie of the Year, you know, Dylan Carlson's a good one, but if you really want, like, great, great odds, Jazz Chisholm of Miami. Really? Plus 3,000, just made the opening day roster. This guy is a five-category threat. Uh, he's going to steal. He's going to hit. He's going to do all those things. And he was a top touted prospect. No one expected him to make the opening day roster, but things are changing in, in Miami. I think it's getting exciting there. So that, that could just really pay off big if it, if it turns out. So yeah, AL MVP for, I, I kind of have a feeling about Glaber Torres this year mm -hmm. and NL MVP. I think it's going to be Corey Seager. He's already hit eight home runs in spring training. He's batting 347. <laughs> we love the spring training numbers. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Jen, I have Christian Pache written down for Rookie of the Year. Nash, I don't know a ton about him. I know that he's 12 to 1 odds, obviously an outfielder for uh, Cardinals. He's from Dominican Republic. Um, and 
what else does I mean, I, I've read a lot about the Dominican Republic and it's supposed <laughs> to be a hotbed for Major League uh, Baseball. prospects. <laughs> and I know his, uh, yeah. his Bowman Chrome card goes for between thirty nine and seven hundred and fifty dollars. What else do you know about him? Anything? <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he's he'll be fine. I don't yeah. think. I mean, he's he's a top touted prospect. I think Dylan Carlson is probably going to be better okay. for the cards. Um, but yeah, I mean, any of these guys can pay off, right? I mean, who thought Randy Arozarena was going to be a star because he decided to go home and eat chicken and rice and do a hundred push-ups a day? Right, right, right. And I he's mean, still eligible for Rookie of the Year too, Arozarena, right? That's right. He is. Yeah. yeah. So he's a plus three fifty. I think. Right? I feel like the favorite doesn't usually win. Then you got Charlie Hayes kid on the NL side. He's the favorite, right? For the Pirates. Um, was he plus five fifty? Did I check the odds? Uh, Cabrian Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Plus three hundred. I think. Yeah. So he's, like, a, he's really, the favorite. He was. Yeah. He's a good one. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. There's so much to think about. I don't know that we we've, we've solved everything, anything, but let's uh, <laughs> let's pick a World Series champ and. I'm not kissing your ass, Jim, but I think the Astros at 25 to one is is good. Now I know they were 29 and 31. They snuck in. They lost Springer, but still that core is there. I don't have to tell you. Correa, Bregman, Brantley, Jordan Alvarez, Altuve, as you mentioned, five home runs in the playoffs, which I think was as much as a regular season. So I think he's on the mm. right track, right? That's I, right. I, I think he's he's getting there again. And he's going to be batting leadoff. He's been really really good in spring. So batting leadoff again, right? Mm -hmm. So then you have McCullers, Granky, and Urquidy. As uh, you started, you have Odorizzi is fourth. They added him. He's fine. Uh, Framber Valdez, is he healthy? He's your lefty, no. right? So Framber Valdez is injured. He has an injury to his non-pitching arm, um, but he could be back as soon as June. It doesn't require surgery. That's the fingers crossed. As far as and Lance McCullers, by the way, guys, sneaky pick. He has mm. a new pitch now, too, and he's been filthy really? in spring and he was good last year too just coming back from tommy john he was able to build up 60 game season was good in his mm -hmm. case so um i think he's a sneaky pick for lots of these bets maybe even cy young like dark horse yeah they'll challenge the a's uh they make it to, I mean, that's the thing with these things right if you make it to the playoffs you have a long series in the playoffs it's uh you know, 25 to one is nice. Uh, mm. Even matchups the rest of the way, if they're to make it that far. If you're not going to take the Astros, Jen, who are you going to take for value to uh, win the World Series? For value, I might go Padres. Mm. Plus 800, which is a really oh, yeah. tricky one. I, I'd really rather take the Dodgers, but for value, Padres, their pitching rotation, they improved it. I think, you know, Tatis, even Will Myers was good last year. Um, you've got... Manny Machado, you've got everything. And I don't think they'll win the division, but the thing about baseball is it's a game of streaks. I mean, yeah. we saw that with the nationals. They weren't that good. They barely squeaked in two years ago. They ended up winning the world series and I can see a pathway for the Padres to get hot at the right time and take it all home. That's a very, very trendy pick. I'm so, so disappointed. I mean, <laughs> uh, and worse than that, it's Harry's pick too. So, you know, you're in bad shape. What they're eight to one Padres, Harry. Yeah, eight to one. But uh, look, it took forever, forever for the Dodgers to win a World Series championship. Are they really going to win two in a row here? I don't know. Uh, last year in the playoffs, the Padres made it, showed some moxie against the Cardinals, came back in that series, won that, lost L.A., but they got some experience. They do have the best one-two combo in baseball in Machado and Tatis. Tatis, 143 career games, 39 homers. Machado's got 32 homers or more in five straight full seasons. Uh, Jen mentioned Will Myers had a great season. Trent Grisham's a good player, too. Solid hitters. And having Blake Snell on this team. Um, 
They got leadership, and uh, at eight to one, yeah, down the stretch, I think the Dodgers win the division too. But down the stretch, maybe the Padres get hot, and at eight to one, I like it a lot. All right, all right, Parley K, go ahead. Let's hear you wearing the shirt. Uh, yeah. You gotta say the Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. I'm gonna Yankees. be a homer. It's I'm really. I like this Yankees team this year, Sal. Although, again, we had a little scare yesterday. People, a lot of Twitter rumors going around about Judge being hurt or something like that. But uh, it looks mm. like he's okay. Just a little sick. And I know I'm glad to hear Jen does like some of these Yankees, like Torres. And I know, I think Jen's got Frazier maybe uh, for something in our one of our leagues. The, the thing we're in, right? For home runs, Jen, maybe? For home runs at uh, the All-Star break. At the All-Star break. He's got a lot of pop in his bat. I think that's an upgrade for the Yankees already. It, to get him over, playing every day, over right? Brett over, over Brett Gardner. Um, hey, Brett Gardner is a great leader in that clubhouse. I must say, Brett Gardner is like, never retiring. Yeah. He doesn't Unfor- seem like it. Oh, no, look, he's learned. A, Unfortunately, he's a good fourth or fifth outfielder for this team. I'll, I'll cut him some slack. But yes, I like the Yankees team. I think the rotation. Look, a lot of it's going to depend on the the Corey Klubers and these guys that are coming off some major injuries. To perform, maybe not up to their old selves, right? Like Kluber's might, we might not be talking about Cy Young potential here, but if he can get back to, you know, 75, 80% of what he was, uh, this Yankee team can go a long way. Herman is back. He was an 18-game winner a couple years ago. Whether you like the guy or not, he uh, he's had a great spring too. Um, and uh, Montgomery is also back for the Yankees. Good young pitcher. Kind of reminds me of Andy Pettit a little bit. Andy Pettit light, you could say. The Yankees' bullpen is always pretty solid. Britain's hurt right now. But uh, the Yankees kind of find a way to have mm. guys step up in some roles, and that's what they'll do now. Plus 550 to win the World Series. Why not? Look, it's the Yankees. Why not roll at plus 550? It's the best you're going to get them at probably. Well, the only problem with this bet is <clears throat> you then have to root for the Yankees. <laughs> That's the only thing I see. Who's your most? Who's your most? It's an emotional team, hedge. Sal. That's right. I don't know. I think, I think this could be a subway series. It really? Mm. It could happen. That would be possible. Great. <clears throat> you know, I went to the last one. I went to all the games at Shea, and I had a hernia, and I was urinating all over myself in games three, four, and five. <laughs> and my cousin Jimmy's like, "We gotta get out of here. You gotta go to the doctor." I'm like, "No, no, no. I can't miss." I think I was like bringing luggage up the up like a ramp or something. And I was like, oh, I felt it. But like <laughs> all over myself at the urinal at Shea Stadium. And uh, I got at it and I, I was like, everyone's like, oh, Subway Been Series is going to be great. <laughs> Harry does that every day. Her, no hernia. But I, I uh, and I was like, I don't want to see them lose to the Yankees. I would root for it if I knew the Mets were going to win. And then Piazza, it's a long fly ball to Bernie Williams. And people thought it was out of the park. And I tore up. I took out, took off. Through the tunnel, I was the first one at the seven train because um, I couldn't see the last out recorded, and I still had to just wait for all my friends to get there anyway. So that sucked. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to see a subway series, Jen. It's very sad to watch your team lose to the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, you've beaten the Yankees. You're good with the Astros. Yeah, it's we so do. We own pressure. the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say, Sal. There's not a. The good thing about that for the Mets fans is there's really not a lot of pressure, though. I mean, now I, there is, bro. I, now there, oh, is. there is now. This there Mets is. team's. I, I mean, perform. I guess so now, yeah. But still, if it was this year, I don't know. But, for, and I, I, Jen, what do you think about this? And I, you know, we're all like Brian and I are huge Yankee fans. Sal's a huge Mets fan. You're a huge Astros fan. Isn't it sad that during this course of a 162 game baseball season, Harry does not have a favorite team? Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Well, he's to just not a have huge a favorite fan. Baseball no. team. 
How is that even possible? It, it makes me sad. Harry, did it, it, were you hugged you know as a child? Did anyone <laughs> buy you ice yeah. cream and a helmet? He, he was hugged. Well, they, by, did. By the wrong you know, they, de- they definitely bought him ice cream, Jen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know, Jen, I, I, Sal knows during college, a huge Braves fan uh, growing up. But just after winning division after division after division and so many people just jumping on the Braves bandwagon, I just got tired with it, so I just uh, decided to root. Uh, instead of having a favorite team, I decided to just root against uh, root against the Yankees all the time. You got tired of rooting for a winner? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, everybody was everybody would love the Braves. Talking about the Braves, I listen. I don't know. I just all of a sudden I just wanted to root against the Yankees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> Bry, did we get to you for a World Series winner? Uh, we don't have to. I mean, I just have the Dodgers plus yeah. 350. I mean, I, I'm i not going out on low. I do like yeah. the, you know, for, well, for value, I do like the Padres. I do like the Mets, I guess. But they, the NL will be tough in terms of the playoff matchup. So I think if you're going to look for value, you probably do have to go uh, to the American League. But mm. it's just, you know, this Dodgers team, it's like we know they're going to make the playoffs. What are they once they get to the playoffs, Sal? It's not plus 350, right? It's like, what, two to Good one? At, two yeah. to one at that point in time. they there are just no holes in this Dodgers team, and they can even, you know, if they have an injury or two, they can withstand it. I mean, adding Bauer to the rotation just gives them so many options Ugh. during the playoffs because now you can you can play around with it, right? In terms of whatever they want to do with Bueller or May, like those guys are going to be better. But May, you know, if May's coming out of the bullpen in, in the playoffs or whatever they're doing with Bueller, it's just going to be hard to beat this team. It's just going to be hard three to and four, four times. times. Yeah. yeah. Um, when David Price and Tony Gonsolin are starting in your bullpen. Yeah. You're right. Deep. Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Price. Imagine how much they're paying him. And he probably he doesn't have to win three games with this team. <laughs> ridiculous. Jen, give us a World Crazy. Series. I know the Mets uh, subway series would be fun. But what what do you what are you thinking overall? What's I mean, I think it's it's probably going to be Dodgers Yankees. Ah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. That's, I hope it's not. I hope it's uh, Astros, you know, Padres. That would be awesome. That'd be good. That would be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if uh, and poor Tommy Lasorda wouldn't live to see a Dodgers Yankees uh, <laughs> matchup. That would be uh, that would be something else. Jen, you are doing something for us. You're what is it, like four times a week. You're making videos. Apparently. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to like do my hair four times a week. <laughs> like, go bald. Go bald like Harry and, and Brian uh, and Parley like Kid. It's easier. I don't know if I can do the hot, if I can be as convincing in a hot tub as Harry. So. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <laughs> but I'm so sure you but can. Is, I'm sure you could, though. I'm sure this is uh, oh, quiet, Harry. This is uh, <laughs> this is going to be uh, a little bit of a switch for you because you this is like player props, right? I mean, it's basically the same thing. But when you do you do fantasy normally but i think yeah. you have to pivot a little to player props and are you looking forward to that is that oh uh, yeah a i love yeah. it i think actually i'm going to be doing dfs picks too oh, okay, so good. um so you'll get your dfs picks uh some player props in there i mean i love it it's all fun for me it's just a way to be interacting with the game you know game win totals spread all of it it's all fun so i don't care how i'm playing um, I just play. <laughs> Why are these people like, I feel like you could be one of them that wins like $500,000 on a FanDuel thing. And you just kind of yeah. get the best I, lineup in like that's what, what are these people doing? Is it just a, a computer program that we're not all privy yeah, to? Well, to be honest, yeah, yeah it's volume. They're entering, uh-huh. you know, if, if there's a contest, 
they never do less than max entry, right? Because then you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage. So if you see max entry 100 and you enter one, why? Right. Like you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage because there are people that do this for a living. Um, and then there's us. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but mainly everyone ends up having the same lineups, right? Like when you, when you Very go down similar. to the world series of uh daily fantasy, it's you're like one yeah. player off. And that's when you're going to get that one really random contrarian pick that nobody's going to have where, you know, suddenly, you know, scooter Jeanette, when he had a four home run game, I had him in a lineup that day and it was mm. a ridiculous, it was because he was cheap and the only one I could fit. And I won a lot of money and it was a, kind of a dumb pick, but I got lucky. So, yeah. uh, it happens. No, you're good at this. What about, uh, Harry's a big fan of the Hanwha Eagles of the Korean baseball league. What do you read up on them? Um, <laughs> I'll have to do some more research Harry. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't okay. know your favorite baseball team. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. He finally I know. has a favorite team <laughs> <It's> in Korea. <laughs> uh, Jen, thanks so much for jumping on. I appreciate it. You're going to see her extrapoints.com. She's going to be making videos for us. Baseball four days a week. It's going to be great. She'll keep us abreast of all the action. What else do you have to uh, plug? Oh, you know, I have my radio show every Friday night on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. It's from midnight to 2 a.m. Alarm after hours. We do all the sports, not just baseball, football, NBA, everything. And uh, yeah, and otherwise I'm running for the draft guide over at Fantasy Alarm. So you can find me there if you need any advice on MLB or NFL. Um, I got you covered. That's a fun slot, midnight to 2 a.m. Yeah, we get to get away with a little bit more at you do, that hour. Right? Yeah, well, that, I mean, uh, that's prime time for Korean baseball. I think that's when that's going on. That's when Harry's <laughs> it right. is. All right, Jen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jen. We thanks, look forward guys. To seeing her. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Jen. All right, our next guests are about to compete in the ultimate sports card collecting experiment, and I'm going to pay for it. They're the host of the new podcast on our network. It's called Card Wars Extra Points Podcast. Yes four-time Major League Baseball All-Star, Paul LaDuca, and All-Star card collector, Caleb Keller. What's happening, guys? Doing well, Sal. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, doing well. I got my Matt Harvey jersey on for you, Sal. I know that you love him so much. <laughs> and I got his personal phone number. He's doing well this spring. So if you want to give him a call and give him some encouragement, you're more than welcome. I'll send the contact over. I have, uh, well, now he's in the Orioles rotation, right? I have to rethink uh, the Baltimore, uh, uh, what, wow, I, I don't know how many uh, games there. You're friendly with uh, Matt Harvey. I can't even imagine what, what crazy stories you have, Matt Harvey, and you can't. Well, you know, listen, I actually was the one that found out that he didn't come to the, to the game that day, uh, and I was trying to text him and just make sure he was okay. So I, I had never, ever in my lifetime had witnessed <laughs> or heard of anybody not calling their teammates, even texting any of their teammates, and then showing up to pitch, and then them telling them to leave. So uh, Matt and I haven't talked in a little while. He was a little mad over what I had to say about it, but he just can't leave your, your teammates hanging about it. So, All right, just send us that text exchange, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some nice things. <laughs> you know, by the way, you could. Uh, we're going to talk about collectibles, but I wonder if like text exchanges will be – you could end up sending selling tax exchanges, right? What are they, they they put a little filter on it or something? I, I don't understand all this, but that's why we have you guys here because I've been friendly with Paul for a few years. I've not been friendly with Caleb. I hope to keep that streak going. No, I've been friendly, <laughs> with Paul, but but we were talking and we we're talking about a baseball podcast, and then you at the end of the conversation you brought up the fact that your parents owned a card collectible shop in Brooklyn, and which by the way I've since thought about it. That would be a great starting point for a sitcom you're a little boy in a card call your family owned run by, by right with with all the craze that's going on but anyway i thought 
Why don't we have, and you have this friend, Caleb, who's knee deep into this collectible. You're, you're trading every night, right? Caleb, you're looking on, right? You can't get enough of it. I said, yeah. why don't we pit these two against each other? I'll put $10,000 up. Uh, I'll stake $10,000 each. I'll give you each 10 grand. And 10 weeks, you'll have a podcast. You'll do Instagram live hits. And you'll compete against each other. And whoever turns a bigger profit for me uh, wins. And I thought it was a good idea until I wired the money last night. And then I'm like, what the <laughs> hell am I doing? I barely know these guys. <laughs> Caleb, would you make yourself a favorite right now? I already told Paul on the first podcast that uh, I'm clearly the favorite, right? I've been watching Instagram live breaks for about three years now. I'm looking at eBay comms. I got the sports card investor line graphs to see where the dips are in the market. So uh -oh. Paul's got the knowledge of the game and he's got the back knowledge, but I'm clearly the favorite here, Sal. Paul, what would you put? What, what kind of line do we put on this? Well, you can't put a line on, on it considering I've already called Rocco Baldelli, Alex Cora, um, and a couple <laughs> other guys I play with, Chris Woodward, um, along with Dave Roberts. So I know what's going on. I know who's going to get at bats and who's going to play, who's getting sent down. Where Caleb's going to be picking up guys that are going to be in AA and AAA. I know which guys are going to be making the squads already. Um, the inside info and the contact information, it's all about this, Sal. It's all about the telephone. Okay. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, you just pick it up. You call up David Wright. You call up Mike Trout. And you say, Mike, what's going on? How are you feeling today? Come on, buy one of your cards. What's going on? Um, you might have a little edge with me in basketball, Caleb, because he's a little basketball nerd from Indiana. Um, and he does know <laughs> way too much about basketball. Um, but, you know, I know the minor league ballparks. I know which these guys pitch well in. So this is going to be very interesting. And we're going to take this serious. We do appreciate the $10,000 you're giving us. We just want to know if we got it. Um, from Melissa or actually from you. <laughs> no, that's all from Melissa. Yeah, I, I, I'm not allowed. I haven't been allowed to touch the money in years. Um, Paul, you went, you mentioned, so there, there is actually something to it. Like, you know, you, you joke about oh. calling Mike Trout, like, how are you going to do today? But if, for a 10-week contest, could it swing on a player doing well in a week? I, I could see, like, rookies standing out in the first couple of weeks and then their card jumping up in value. Yeah. But is it so, Paul or Caleb, that you know, uh, one game or a couple games in a week could swing the value of a card um, that quickly. Well, let me, let me give you one example. How about like Gary Trent, right? He's like a guard for the trailblazers in this. He's like a player. Well, when they went to the bubble last year and he started making all these threes, his mm -hmm. rookie card was, went from about $4 and then spiked up to like 30 for a hot second. They come back down to life. So, I mean, you got huge boom potential and it could be on a game to game basis. Once you get closer to the playoffs and the games start to slow down and everybody's watching you make a couple threes and your card could blow up. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And, and I think the, the uh, aesthetic uh, look of the card helps too, as well. We've talked about that and you'll hear that on the podcast. Like we, you want the card to look pretty, you know, and, and part of it is geeking out over it as well. And Caleb makes a great point. Like I'm going to take the approach of, Hey, I might buy a guy that might go off in April and try to dump his cards in April because he plays in Baltimore. I've, I've talked to you about hmm. Mount, Mount Castle. I like that kid from Baltimore. I think he's going to be a solid player. But is the Baltimore Oriole really going to you know, spike the market here for you? Are you going to make a little money? Or do you want to grab somebody in L.A. Hmm. or grab somebody in the New York uh, market? You know, Tampa Bay Devil Rays got the number one prospect right now in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. When's the last time a Tampa Bay double ray has really been it? Rocco Baldoli was a stud when I played, had knee problems. Evan Longoria sort of mm -hmm. went away very quickly. So you got to look at a lot of these other things and the markets these guys play in. Right. And here's the other part. Soccer cards are starting to blow up because the World Cup is coming along. 
And then the World Cup's going to be in here in five years. And they yeah. got somewhat of the same platform as basketball as well. So, and they're global, just like basketball. So, and I even said this as well, you know, Yao Ming and, and Dirk Davinsky, they helped all this blow up and made this a global, you know, on the, the, the card industry, you know. Interesting. See, you're already giving away your, your tips. This is going to, it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic because we set you up with a podcast, which by the way, I asked uh, Joel Solomon and Eddie Spaghetti how it went. And Eddie Spaghetti, he is not, he's not here right now, but he said it was the smoothest debut podcast he's ever recorded. And I think he's recorded wow. probably three or four. No, he's, he's been in this uh, a long time. So uh, good job by you guys. It's called Card Wars. And it's on the uh, money grab feed here on the Extra Points Podcast Network. I will say this. I was a little disheartened when Paul, we, we sent the, the artwork for it. We had a nice like Mets card in the background. We had Mets colors. And Paul's like, yeah, let's get a Dodger card in there too in the background. I was like, ah, you're a Met. Come on. You're breaking my heart already. <laughs> See, here's the crazy, here, here's the crazy part is, is um, that just shows you the difference between L.A., in new york um yeah. i played in 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 new york for two years i uh, and i even if you look on my twitter it, i say i'm a met fan still a met fan but grew up professionally a dodger because mike so should change my career around i mean he basically told me listen you, you become a catcher they're going to release you i mean mm -hmm. okay so what are my choices so he threw me a, a catcher's mitt so um yeah, I mean, I was jumping up and down when the ball went through Buckner's legs, and 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 I'm a Met fan to to the deepest degree. So I apologize for that. But okay, good. I thought we should maybe put Sandy Koufax in the back, not my my pitcher. Sandy's <laughs> a little bit more famous than me. I don't know about hey, that. Hey, hey, real ahead, quick Joe. about the Dodgers and Mets. So I I worked with Paul, lived with them for about five years in L.A. and like maybe here and there, somebody would recognize him. Everybody in L.A. thinks they're famous, right? Mm. But when we were in New York. We could not finish a dinner. I can remember one time specifically, the bartender comes up, talks about the Mets for 10 minutes. The people, a lady comes over. My wife's a Phillies fan. She said she'd never take a picture with a Met, but can we get a picture? And then five minutes later, crazy. another <laughs> person comes up to the table. I mean, you, you can't finish a dinner with this guy in New York. There you go. I, I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet Harry could finish a dinner. No. Yeah, that, it's, it's crazy. 06 and 07, Sal, I'm not lying to you. I didn't yeah. pay for a dinner on Long Island. That's the difference between the really? Mets fans and, and, and Dodger fans. Dodger fans, listen, there's so much to do there. They... The only time they ever actually stayed to yeah. end the game is when Eric Gagne was there because he was just turning into a cult hero. I mean, yeah, he yeah, had yeah. the Canadian flags out. He was just something special. So people were there to watch the end of that game and right. listen to Here Comes the Jungle. Uh, I mean, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. Um, but Caleb's right. 06 and 07, I never paid for one, one meal on Long Island. That's just Met fans were just paying for everything. Nightclubs, you used to just walk in. It was just... Where Insanity. were you, where were you like on uh, Long Island? These guys are all from Long Island. I grew up in Long Island. Where, where were I was you? in Garden City. I was in okay. Garden City. Yeah. Hey, nice. Right. We're uh, yeah. Suffolk County, East, East Northport. Um, so here's the thing. So like I said, giving you $10,000 each, you're going to have Instagram hits. Uh, we've tried to figure out. Now, Joel, we try to figure out the, the box break. So you're going to buy graded cards, right? But you're also going to mm -hmm. buy packs. Um, and hopefully this pays out at the uh, plays out at the national convention at the end of July, yes. where maybe you'll sell your whole arsenal. Or we're going to try to figure out that part to determine who actually won the competition. But we were doing the box break uh, idea, and we're like, you know, obviously you're going to do the Instagram live hits, but you're also going to buy cards on your own. And Joel Solomon says, hey, these guys could be crooks. We need them to open up the cards in front of everybody so that they don't pocket the uh, 86 Jordan on your dime. And I was like, oh, no, no, they'll be fine. And Joel's like, no, 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 
we have to see all this, right, Joel? Wasn't that how this conversation went? I said there are there are two rules because we need to see the op- the open the opening of the packs because yeah, they could very well <laughs> these guys could be pulling a, a two hundred thousand dollar card and we want to see it. We want to see it online. And then also Harry wants all the bubble gum. (laughs) If they buy a box from the 80s, Harry gets the bubble gum. Guys, I'm sorry. I should have told you that up front. Yes, that's that's his favorite. uh, Bubble gum sandwich is one of his favorites. Well, I I mean, listen, this Friday, um, we're going to be opening up packs at um, a card shop in Kentucky. Um, His name is Jimmy. It's called Kentucky Baseball Cards on Instagram. Uh, And you talk about how there could be growth in this. Mm -hmm. He's got a vault um that he's going to take us back to seven to ten million dollars worth of cards that he's thought about auctioning and sending to golden and wow. doing some stuff with caleb can tell you can touch on him caleb he's got probably one of i would say he's been doing this basement for how long well he's been doing instagram lives out of his basement forever everybody loves jimmy at the nationals he's like a king even though he's like the nicest dude in the world and uh, you know he's very well off you'd, you'd never know that he was rich other than looking at his card collection but Sure enough, he just opened up a shop in Lexington. It's at Kentucky Basketball Cards. Paul is at Paul Duca 16 on Instagram, and I'm at Jersey underscore Mojo. But uh, Sal, the podcasts are going to be great, but the Instagram lives too, I think, are going to bring a, a lot of fans into this thing on the weekends. I'm very excited yeah. for all of it. Caleb, how much have you, uh, if, uh, like if I were to compare you to like a broker, like how much volume do you do over the years? You know what, Sal? A lot of the cards I get are actually in the uh, 10 to $25 range. And then I just buy a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, Luis Robert's been one of my guys. I'm probably coming up on about 300, uh, Luis Robert, uh, which just came out last year. So I pick one or two players. And I start stacking. Now that your money's involved though, <laughs> I, I got my eyes on some more hiring stuff that I've been maybe yeah. putting the pause button on, but we're going to go up the ladder here with your money coming in. <laughs> it's crazy how yeah. it's crazy how it's not, hasn't changed. Sal. I mean, um, you know, when I was a kid, I went, I, I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn, and then we grew up in, in Arizona. So I used to go to the spring training games, and I remember seeing Griffey. Um, and yeah. I looked at my father, and it was his first spring training. I said, holy cow, I've never seen a ball. It's it, The bat sounded different. It was, I remember when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So we went out, and we bought uh, 75 of them at 5 bucks a pop. They were wow. 89 upper decks. Um, and then we ended up yeah. selling them at the next show, I think, I think for like $25. We turned them right over for $25. And I don't even know, Caleb, what's that card PSA 10 right now? Probably a Griffey Jr. That's somewhere a thousand or so. <laughs> yeah, somewhere insane. in that area. Yeah. So, I mean, stack guys were stacking cards like that. The Frank Thomas was a big card in the 90s, the Leaf card. So people mm-hmm. have done that before. Now it's turning into what Caleb's doing is you got to you gotta get him in low like he got in low on a lot of Robert cards. And mm-hmm. if he takes off, it's a slam dunk. Hey, listen. I did it with Danny Tartable. Remember him? I bought a ton of Danny Tartable and that didn't work out. You know what I mean? But Griffey worked out. So there's still you have time guys for that will work out and you have other guys that don't. I think Tartable made a Seinfeld episode, right? Wasn't he in? Uh, I think yeah, yeah, I think he was on a Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. If anything was going to raise his stock, it was that, but no, it hasn't happened. <laughs> Uh, well, this is a uh, very exciting. I'm giving you guys $10,000 each. You have 10 weeks to turn a profit. Whoever has a turns a profit wins, um, the first prize. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Maybe not for me. Maybe my 20,000 is gone, but yeah. Paul, I figured you were a better bet than Lenny Dykstra. At least I have a chance, <laughs> a chance of seeing my money at the end of July. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I love Lenny. I love Lenny. But when I see some stuff on Twitter, I go, 
I just want to give Lenny a call. I just want to give him a call. I just I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a hug. He was my it was my favorite player growing up. Obviously, I wear number sixteen because of Doc. Uh, yeah, and Doc was like, yeah. You know, when you're a little kid and you watch that curveball, I always used to tell myself, how can they hit it? And then I saw Adam Rainwright throw it to Carlos Beltran, and I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I'm very excited about all this. So what, Joel, what are the rules? Just one more time. I think they have to spend 500 a week. What do we figure of my money? I I think we upped it to Caleb and Paul. Is it a thousand, a thousand a week? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, we're, we're thinking about like, uh, you know, at least spend like around 500 to a thousand, but we also might buy like a $1,500 card one week Mm -hmm. as well. And don't forget the other part about this is, Caleb and I are always going to ask like a secret question on the Instagram lives. If right. you listen to the podcast and if you're one of the first ones to get the, the trivia question, right. Um, you're going to get a pack of cards. And then our, we're also going to do um, some other trivia on the Instagram lives and packs cards. So the packs cards that we pop on Instagram live are for you, the fans. So that's um, right. That's what it's going to be all about. So make sure you got to listen to the podcast because that's going to be the special pack. That'll be the more expensive pack. If you can get that one right on the Instagram lives when we pop those. Yes. Yeah, and one, one last thing here, uh, Sal, we're building to a big crescendo in an apex. Cause I've always wanted to go to the national card convention, like yeah. the flea markets in town. were like the best thing growing up once a month. And this thing is going to be huge in Chicago. The last week of July, we're talking the NBA finals will be just concluded. Mm-hmm. The NBA draft is going to be that week. Baseball is going to be at fever pitch and the convention got canceled next year. So, I mean, this thing's been blowing up each year and now you got a two year wait. So Chicago is going to be hopping and this is going to be a great way to end season one. I love it. Very excited. Card Wars. Uh, you can catch it on the uh, money grab feed here on Extra Points. They already have a podcast up. It's been touted as the smoothest uh, debut podcast <laughs> in um, the history of Eddie Spaghetti. So listen to that. Catch their Instagram live uh, breakouts. There are free cards for you guys. There's going to be a trivia element. Very excited about this, guys. I am installing Caleb as a minus 180 favorite. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. That's big. All right. Sorry. Right. That's just big how it is. I'll take it. Now, Paul could pull out the big guns. Like you say, he has a nice uh, nice little, uh, the little thing in his phone. He's got a bunch of big names in there. And by the way, this could be anything. This could be a jar of, an original jar of Skippy peanut butter that could win this whole thing. <laughs> If it's no, you're right. Listen, I know you got the RC Cola 86 Mets can um, (laughs) that you you drank. It's probably signed by the Mets team um, as well. Oh, the other part about this, Sal, and this was your idea. Yeah. To get the fan involved even more on the Instagram live. If Caleb and I, you you hear us talking about a player, we want to buy your card. So if you want to sell your cards to us over Instagram live and show it to us, we might take a gamble and buy some of your cards and Venmo you some money or send you some money somehow. Again, we want the, the 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 audience involved in this big time. Absolutely, and I do too. If if it means uh, money for me, but I'm also putting the over under out of my twenty grand at a uh, thirty seven hundred fifty dollars. How much I get? <laughs> <laughs> I have low expectations. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Thanks so no, much. I'm a, little, I'm a little offended, but now 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 I'm gonna yeah, now you're inspired. I'm more focused. There you I'm go. Gonna get, I'm gonna get get some goggles and blinkers. Yeah, I'm going to be straightforward. Like, yes. like uh, Matt Harvey. You got to get back, get back on the horse. Yeah, listen, and back, back to it. A couple more vodkas and Red Bulls. I'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Duke and Caleb Keller. You'll see them on Card Wars. Check it out. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> 
All right, so that was our baseball preview. We went over a lot. Harry, you feel better about your Rob Ray pick? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, during, <laughs> during, as the season goes along, we'll see what he does, and I think he's going to be a valuable commodity to the Blue Jays' chances of making the playoffs. Shit, I should have asked Paul and Caleb how much a Robbie Ray card goes for right now. Just like a <laughs> Topps original, like a, I don't know, maybe there's a hostess card of Robbie Ray. Either way, uh, we will be back Thursday. We'll be picking the final four games. We'll have a guest. That was our baseball preview, and that does it for another episode of Against All Odds. Download, listen, subscribe to all the podcasts at ExtraPoints.com. For the Degenerate Trifecta, heel producer Jim Cunningham, Jen Piacenti, Paul LaDuca, and Caleb Keller, I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-